and hello and welcome to the Black Dice Society, episode 20. 20. Finn, as night has fallen on the carnival and you have made your way to a soul's tent, as you tend to do, at some point in the night, you are laying there, looking up at the few visible stars that you can see through a small tear in the tent and the constant hazy cloudiness that tends to follow you all around in the mist. You hear Isolde is saying something, talking in her sleep. Do I recognize, I recognize what she's saying? Give me a perception check and you can give it with advantage. Yay, first roll of the night. Hey, I believe in you. Oh, I get advantage anyway. Ooh, 17. You do, and it's a word or a name you have heard her say many times, but only when she's sleeping. It's Zabilna. Z Zabilna. Zabil Zabilna. I I gently uh put a hand on her shoulder and nudge her a little bit. You see she her eyes snap open and Nepanth glows brightly, bright enough to cast shadows in the room. But when her eyes focus in on you, she calms and with it, so does the sword. Then, <clears throat> yes. You were talking about Zabilna again. Zabilna? Zabilna, you've you said it many times before I woke you. Uh, I... I know no such name. Are you sure that's what I said? And I, I tilt my head and just kind of look at her and then point in my ears. I'm like, I, I think I heard you right with these, these ears. Oh. And she just sort of like collapses back on the pillows. And she's I, um, oh, you, uh, mm, mm. what's the matter? When, you know that feeling when you awaken from a dream and for a moment it is all there in front of you and you can reach out and touch it and then it's just gone? All the time. This. I knew this. I knew this name. And you see, she goes and she sits on the edge of the bed, just kind of her feet falling to the floor with Nepanth just within arm's reach, but she doesn't reach out and touch it. You know her well. And as this shaft of moonlight is falling all over some of the scars along her back. She's clearly troubled by this. I sit with her and then I reach over to touch Nepenthe. Do you need do you need her? When you touch Nepenthe, you feel 
Actually, give me another. Give me an insight check. Oh, boy. An 11. When you touch Nepenthe, you get that initial just white hot rage that this sword always has about it. The, the Holy Avenger always wants to cut first and talk second. But there's something underneath that you have never felt before. Nepenthe is afraid. I, I gently pull Nepenthe over and lay it across both our laps. And I, I just keep a hand, one on his soul, one on the sword. And I just look at her. I'm uh, sorry to trouble you with apparently ancient history, I suppose, when you've lived as long as I have. You've forgotten more things than many mortals will ever know. True, but I felt something from Nepenthe that was new. Hmm. She reaches down and she sort of runs her hand on the outside of the scabbard. You've realized in the time you've spent with her, for the most part, she doesn't draw on the panth unless she intends to use it. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Do you remember what I told you about when I came here? How I came into the custody of this carnival? Yes. Since we spoke, I... I can't shake the feeling that something is... is missing. Yes, there was the grief of the loss of my brothers and sisters, the need to find and deliver retribution to the caller. And as she grits her teeth slightly, Nepenthe begins to glow. <sighs> But it was it was more, more than just revenge. There's something missing, something that I'm beginning to suspect may have been taken from me. Could it have been the Sibylna? As you say this name to me, I search my memory and it is blank. It is not just that I cannot recall it. It is almost like there are spaces around it this name must mean something is there any magic that would cloud this memory from you <laughs> sorceries of all kinds i suppose although I, I would like to believe my mind would not be so easily swayed but <sighs> there are many things that i have come to expect here in the lands of the mist even your friend Valentine, <laughs> we've seen the insight she has into the minds of others. Of course, I do not believe she is in any way responsible for this. It's just simply bewitching the senses is apparently more common than either of us believed. Hmm. Would you want Valentine or even Nahara to check you over? What if this happened before you, you held in the pen? What if this happened when you were still merely mortal? She reaches out and she touches your face. 
And you can see she's also still running a hand along the sheath of Nepenthe in a way that you realize that she's also trying to soothe the blade. <sighs> you coming into my life has brought a peace that I thought I would never feel again. And I can't help but believe that these strangers and outlanders and fellow mistwalkers that have come into our lives must have done so for some reason. I would be willing to seek their counsel on this matter, yes. Hmm. Well, when the hour is not so early, we can invite them for breakfast and see if any of them know this name. Maybe it's something I just never studied or knew of. She takes Nepenthe and props it back up against a bench there within arm's reach, always within arm's reach. And she just leans over and kind of wraps her arms around you and she says... I realize our lives are never simple, but I sense that a complicated time is upon us. Maybe we can enjoy one last free evening. Tell me more about this Ferran Zalhonen. And she just kind of like leans down on the bed and kind of pulls you in. And I start to regale her with the story of the man that is Raya's uncle, but not really. <laughs> and with that, hello and welcome to the Black Dice Society, episode 20, Some God Beholds It. As always, this is a Ravenloft game, and as such, it is a horror game. And there may be content and situations that could be disturbing to some viewers. As always, uh, I am aware of the lines and veils of the cast. We have a safety system in place that if something becomes problematic, they can let me know. So if suddenly a scene should shift out of nowhere, possibly even changing mid-sentence, it may be because it was making someone uncomfortable. So consider this your content warning. And with that firmly in mind, let us meet our cast, starting uh, with our drow dampier blood hunter finn hello i'm tanya known as Cypher around the internet and i am your drow dampier blood hunter um currently trying to sue the soul to end the pen and uh she's just got a little bit of the beast in her <laughs> uh nahara hi everyone i'm nora ibrahim and uh my pronouns are she her you can find me everywhere on the internet as Norological. and tonight i play nahara nahara is a reborn fallen azamar undead bardlock um, trying to figure out what her history is. Brother Uriah, speaking of complicated histories, <laughs> Brother Uriah. <laughs> uh, hello, I'm Mark Near. I use he, him pronouns, as does my character, Brother Uriah Macabre, cleric of the grave and worshiper of the goddess Ezra. There's more information about Uriah that's recently been revealed. He may or may not be a clone of Aslan Rex. <sighs> Valentine. Hello, my name is Sage Ryan, but tonight I am Valentine, your reborn aberrant mind sorcerer. Very friendly, truly kind, good to the core, and we both use she/her pronouns. <laughs> the sweetest of beings, Valentine. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
uh, Desmond. Oh, hi. I'm DJ Knight. Uh, he, him pronouns as well as Desmond, our human ranger. Like and throw. That's pretty much it. You're awesome. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, and last but certainly not least, I know it might be hard to remember that Becca was not with us last week because Mark was so thoroughly astonishing as Tatiana, but welcome back, Becca. Thank you so much. I uh, missed being here, but I enjoyed vacation uh, even more, dare I say? No, not true. Uh, equally so. Um, I'm Becca Scott. You can find me at the Becca Scott, and uh, here I am Tatiana, Erjanazi barbarian, ready to fight, ready to eat, ready to... Hey, uh, Mark, you did a very good job as me, but no one can be Tatiana more than Tatiana can be Tatiana. We'll leave it Abs at that. Absolutely true. Uh, as always, I'd like to thank our sponsors, Die Hard Dice. I believe all the character palettes may be sold out by now, but we still have the Black Dice Society set. And also, you can still use the code BDS to get 10% off your order at dieharddice.com on all sorts of dope things. So check that out. Hopefully our link is popping up in chat right now. Our T Public Store is live where you can get shirts, mugs, masks, pillows, anything you want. I've been blessed to see a few of you in person again now. You see, I'm always rocking my Black Dice Society mask when, when we go out. I have my mug on my mug as well as on my mug. Uh, Secret Lab chairs. You know, I love mine. It's like rolling around on the couch. Uh, they just came out with two new models. So uh, if you're in the market for a computer chair, especially if you are a larger person such as myself, the XL is incredible. So check it out. Link in chat. Uh, thank you to our friends over at Idle Champions. This time we have the Idle Champions code, uh, so that should be appearing in, in chat right now. I believe exclam code is the command. If not, I'm sure it'll pop up. Uh, thank you to Beetle and Grimm. Uh, my box is out of arm's reach now, but if you see all the cool props that we use, uh, Nahara's Taroka deck and Medallion, uh, it's from the Curse of Strahd set. We were we got the Van Richten's box. It is incredible. Highly recommended. Um, so check that out. Uh, of course, we have our museum quality art print of Adam Schubert's wonderful art of us and our characters. Uh, if you type uh, exclaim BDS art in chat, it'll pop the link up there. And a portion of every sale goes to world builders to help in global hunger. So you can have something gorgeous and do a good deed at the same time. Um, we have a Patreon which we are very, very close to our next goal for another full-length episode. Um, it is patreon.com forward slash the Black Dice Society. We've done side adventures with Tatiana, with Nahara, uh, Desmond, and Uriah had, had a boys' night out in the House of Lament. Uh, and we also recently did one with Finn, where we got a lot of Isolde's backstory that is going to become increasingly relevant. So much so, we are putting the fan ep uh, side adventure up for free to visit. So we will put a link in chat here momentarily. Uh, I had that ready and I didn't give it. Here, I'm going to drop this in chat for one of y'all to put in for me there, uh, where you can view Finn's Night with Isolde uh, free of charge. And if you like what you see, maybe consider becoming a patron. We have our official after show, side adventures, DMs tips for me, our full-length episode, The Morning Rail, and more. Uh, and I believe that is everything. I gotta say, after having Mark run things for the last three weeks, I forgot how to do this. But one way or another, we're gonna go on with our show.
Tatiana. After having survived your adventure in Darkon and eaten beyond your fill at Faron Zalhonan's abode, you somewhat unintentionally slipped into a little bit of a food coma later that night. And when you come to in your tent, Valentine is sitting there holding what looks initially like a small bell. But when you look closer at it, it is a very small fairy. And she seems to just be staring at it in the night. Is it a figure of a fairy or it's a real fairy? A, a, a figurine. It's like a, a little bell, but uh, upon closer inspection, it is a carved little fairy figurine. Are you playing with toys? Practically. This thing is strange. It... It was able... When I... When I connect with it, I see good things. Which doesn't make any sense. And... When it's near Brother Uriah, he can't hear anything. Not even us. It... it just empties the world for him. Do you think this means it is not a good thing? I mean, I would say Brother Uriah is of a very pure heart. The purest of us for sure. What effect does it have on you? It's just a toy. Tatiana pulls the kukri from her back <laughs> as she slowly reaches for the tiny fairy figurine. Uh, give me a wisdom check. Not a save, a check. Oh, dice are far. Okay. I wouldn't <laughs> hand it to you if I thought there was any chance it would curse you. Let's be honest, if it's gonna curse anyone, though. Correct. <laughs> Tatiana stares <laughs> at Valentine. I I trust you, but now that you said curse word, now I don't trust it even more. Fair. This was wisdom? Uh, yeah, wisdom check, not save, check. 17. Tatiana, as you touch this, you feel the wind blowing through your hair and you feel like you are flying. You feel free. Like under you, there are rolling green fields filled with tall, beautiful trees. There seem to be happy little creatures dancing around. One of them looks like a rabbit that is walking on two legs that is waving at you. And it feels magnificent. And then you're back here, standing in front of Valentine. Tatiana blinks and then looks at Valentine, her eyes welled with tears. It is fine. Do you like this too? Yeah, I mean, Can I... I was having like, strange visions of childhood. Oh. For me, it was like my best dreams. With the people I, I most love. Like a bunny who waves at me. 
Did you see a bunny? I did not see a bunny. No. I'm so sorry. It's a really good bunny. I bet. It's had a different effect on everyone, and I'm not sure why. And hopefully the other one's fine, because the child has it. Anyways. Part of me thinks something that feels so good can sometimes be like, how should I put this? A big, beautiful muffin. A large muffin the size of your head. Uh -huh. But sometimes, when you bite into a muffin like this, do you know where I'm going with this? Valentine? It might have a toe in it. It might have a toe in it. Yes. I agree. In With your metaphor. I don't trust that something can simply be this good. Especially where it came from. We picked it up at the little stand that I keep collecting small dolls from. Everything that we've seen there, or many of the things that we've seen there, have been difficulties we've encountered. I don't know how or why a fairy would give us any trouble. We've known Faye. Lots of Faye on Kashmar. Yes, and I specifically... I didn't even remember. I had, I had come across a fairy kind of like this one as a child. So I don't think they have any ill-intended business with us at this time. I had a horrible idea. Perhaps the reason we see this thing is because we won't trust it. And that is the trick, is that we will think there's something wrong, but there's nothing wrong. I think we've overthought it. I'm confusing myself. It's okay. V Valentine and Nahara, both give me perception checks, please. Nope, five. <laughs> uh, that is a 19. Nahara, you feel yourself as every night when you're sitting it comes upon you that you are running you're being chased and you fling yourself desperately forward and all you can feel is falling and falling and falling but it starts to dissipate and you become aware of the room around you you don't notice tatiana and valentine speaking but valentine you who go through something very similar every night, notice the very small telltale clues of Nahara moving a little that reveals she's back. Welcome back. Uh-huh. What? Oh, um... Yes, I... just got lost in thought. I think. Yeah. And remind me, what did you see when you touched the fairy? Oh, when I touched it. Uh, well, no. it was... It's hard to describe, but it felt as though... It was just the most loving, welcoming feeling. Um, like a almost, feeling when the bunny waves at you? Uh, not exactly, but... It was 
very comforting. It for a brief moment it was I, I felt like I it was like coming home, but I can't exactly be sure that that's what it would feel like, but it was just that just a beautiful welcoming feeling. Uh, question, is everyone else asleep? Uh, currently, uh, Finn is not in the tent. Uh, uh-huh. Brother Uriah and Desmond are sleeping nearby. I'm just going to reach into my bag. It would say, dawn is near. The sky is beginning to lighten in as much as it does, but uh, it's not quite there yet, but yes. Did you say bunny? Oh, sorry. Yes? Yeah, she said bunny. It's, it's, it's a good feeling. Adorable. <laughs> I have something that um, I need your help with. What's that? And I pull out um, from my little kind of like waist satchel um, the piece of cloth from Nika and I hand it to Nahara kind of trepidatiously. I think that this might be able to help get to our friend Nika in the mists. This belonged to her. You can get to Nika? I don't. And I kind of like look over to where brother Uriah is sleeping because of what we discussed earlier. Finding out that we're not sure if he could... Right. If his being compromised... I'll set, just in case, the fairy near Brother Uriah so that it silences everything around him. Uh, As you approach Uriah to put the fairy down, he's sort of muttering in his sleep and tossing and turning. Like, who ordered the veal cutlet? Who ordered the veal cutlet? Mmm, veal cutlet. I'll set the fairy down. Good. Um, if this belonged to her, then... Perhaps it will lead us through the mist to where she is. It's yeah, worth try. a try. Thank you. You're the only one that can help in this. And I'll... I'm not sure if it'll work, but I'm not sure what else to do. May I just for a moment? I want to just go over to uh, Nahara and, and sniff the scrap. Oh. Sniff, okay, give me a survival check. 13? No, a a 15. Uh, This is not necessarily your forte, but Desmond's given you some pointers over time. Uh, You do smell the hint of Nika's favorite perfume on it. But it smells sort of old and dusty, as if it has been stored somewhere for a very, very long time. You have done good, Valentine. This is Nika. It will take us to her, I believe. I hope so. Desmond, give me a perception check. You can give it to me with advantage also. Seven. Seven? Yeah, I'm just going to go back to my physical dice. I keep them right (laughs) here. You notice, Tatiana, when you're holding this and you sniff it and you say it's her, he stirs for a second 
but he doesn't quite come to. I'll tell Desmond in the morning. I just... I don't want to seem like a fool if I present something that wouldn't work or that created false hope. It's not a matter of being foolish. We have to try whatever means we can. Uh, point of order. Where did you get? When Nika came to me in a vision of some sort, she found a way to contact me through the mists. When, when I let you all know that I believed that she might be with Strahd, she left that with me. All this time I could have been smelling Nika's perfume. Valentine, you keep from me. We've been on crucial and time-sensitive tasks, and to ask the entire group to stray for something, it's selfish. It is. And I guess I was just waiting for the right time to be selfish. Valentine, it is not selfish to save your friend. It is the noble thing a warrior will do. You are a noble warrior. I don't know about that, but thank you. I think we have the resources to get there now, and I don't think we did before. Off in the distance, you hear the sad croaking crow of the rooster that goes off every morning that you all can never quite seem to find. <laughs> and the slow rustle of the camp coming to life. And Desmond, give me another perception check. Give me perception or survival, whichever is higher, and you can do it with advantage. Oh, I'm good. I'm rolling perception. Brother, Actually, they're riding. both the same. Oh, okay. <laughs> Eleven. It's better than last time. Off in the distance, you hear this sad rooster, Desmond, and as you open an eye, you see Tatiana, Valentine, and Nahara already up talking to each other, while Brother Uriah seems to be dead to the world. Just walk up. It's pretty early for conversations already. What did I miss? Oh. Um, well? I think we've found a way to try to get to Nika. As I hold up this piece of cloth. You immediately recognize this, Desmond. It is a monogrammed handkerchief that you gave her for her birthday. But it looks old and faded, far, far older than the piece you gave her. And yet, you're sure it's hers. I hate the mists because how did you get that? Oh, Valentine had it. I, I didn't have it on my person. Yes. And I reach out and, may I? May I? Uh, 
course. And just turns it and just. I gave this to Nika as a birthday gift. It should not be this old and tattered. How long huh. ago are we speaking that you gave that to her? Do a, does Desmond know specifically? Like, is there a specific time frame? Oh, he'd know. Okay. <clears throat> this was about five years ago. Nothing should look this tattered in five years. Nothing. That is, that is odd. But I don't know what that means. I don't think that anything where Nika is makes sense. It doesn't make sense how she was even able to give it to me. How are we even... How long have we been here? It may seem like days, but... Years. That few amount of years does not do this. I don't know. To anything. And he hands it back. Just Actually, before he hands it back... Does he smell it? Like he wants to smell it. Like, does he smell Nico? It all comes rushing back. You smell her perfume. You smell her scent. In something that only you were able to detect, Desmond, her tears have been on this as well. But not her blood. Desmond, can I ask you something? Yes. You gave this to her. It has aged strangely. It makes me angry. It thinks Nika is in trouble and maybe she too has aged this way. But what is also interesting, when she was brought to the miss, we think, it was night of her wedding. And on her person, she kept your handkerchief. Desmond? Is that a question? That's... That's even surprising to me. All I'm saying, it is not just all, all of our friend we are looking for. It is woman, I think, still love you. I don't know if it's going to be any use. She married my brother. And then apparently we all went into the mists. Your brother may still be in Kashmar for what we know. This is true, but we all are here in the mists. I know at least us, we came around the same time. Mist rolled in right before, like right after we were about to get into it. And then All I'm saying to me, to Valentine, to Nahara too, most important thing is you are happy and Veronica is happy. So maybe you don't lose the battle before it's even fought. I'm not about losing anything. And one thing I know about Nika is really it doesn't matter, but this 
she's cried into. I would say, ask me how I know, but you know. She's cried into this, so. To tell me that she's happy? I don't believe it, not for a second, but. I'm wholly and truly ready to go wherever we need to go to find where she is. Because I'm happy, I'm just happy there's no blood on this. But in the meantime, let's go. We will crush whatever make her cry. Fair. I'm just going oh, yes, to message Valentine while all this is happening, going, I didn't know any of this. I feel so awkward standing here like I know too much. <laughs> oh, it is more complicated than this conversation could even imply. I, do I, should, I, should I leave? Should I leave the room? I'm going to say that would draw more attention to it. Maybe just hold. It's almost over. Okay. Finn, mm. similarly, as you've approached outside, you pretty much overheard all of that, but there was no good moment to poke your head in until a moment of silence lingers that is punctuated only by Brother Uriah's happy snoring. Um, I open the flap... Y'all up? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, looking over at Brother Uriah's, he's still sound asleep because of the fairy mm-hmm. time. You might want to take that. Uh-huh. I'll remove the fairy from near his ear. Pocket it. Uh, Uriah. Brother Uriah, give, give, oh, yeah, well, when she says it, you immediately, you, you hear it. Yeah. Yes? Oh, oh, hello, everyone. I, I seem to have somewhat overslept. Uh, that um, weird-sounding rooster usually wakes me. Hmm. You know the one that Maybe. sounds like, like perhaps several sickly roosters are being strangled and drowned simultaneously? That one. Yes. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It's rooster. If I ever find it... You... Well. We throttle. You've never seen it, Fen, but you, you've lived here for so long. I've only heard it. It escapes all of us every day. You know, it's, it's possible that it's um, the ghost of a, a rooster. In, I should hope the, not. Mm. How do you throttle ghost? Well, I, I Don't. Mean, uh, Can you cook a ghost? It's a ghost rooster. That means I surely will never shut up. Well, while you all are concerned about ghost roosters, um, I'd like you to come with me to the tent and have breakfast with his soul tonight. There's something we'd like to talk to you about. Yes, of course. You had me at breakfast. Very well. Do you all follow along with Finn? Immediately. Um, and is you all... Co- oh, yeah, yes, Desmond, please. I was going to say, as we walk, uh, I well, feel... Well, hang on. Then let me just say one quick thing before that. All of you give me perception checks as you depart the tent. Including me? Including you. Oh, uh, well, I get advantage. Ha ha. Same. 22. I mean, it has failed you guys on occasion. All right, 22 <laughs> for Brother Uriah, 22 for Desmond. Excellent. 16. 16, 16, 17 as well. 16, 12. 17, 12. Uh, Tatiana, you, of course, bop out of the tent, relishing the feeling of the cool, damp mist on your skin. 
Maybe sausages. Maybe ghost rooster like ghost eggs. <laughs> Valentine and Nahara. You all notice it seems like it's a busier morning than usual at the carnival. Uh, you notice this place, it almost, there's almost a switch that flips. It's sun up and sundown, where it very quickly ramps up to everything's happening at once and very quickly ramps down to everyone is sleeping. But it seems a little busier than what you're accustomed to, but doesn't necessarily strike you as odd. Uriah, Finn, and Desmond, you realize security has been put around your tent. They try and act casual. You know, you come out and they oh, sort of start, you know, hitting spikes into the ground with hammers and doing carnival things. But you know people have been put around you. I suspect so, um, that might be for my benefit. <clears throat> Not surprising, if that would be the case. Still. I don't think so, Uriah. No? Well, I didn't set the order, so I'm not sure who did, but we can ask. I suspect it would be Isolde herself. <laughs> Who's Maybe. to say that she's not being wise? Caution, prudence, I think that's what's called for. You might recall, Eremos said he would not tell her. Yep. Because <laughs> even he didn't know what she would do. Well, uh, I suppose we'll find out soon enough. Um, tell me, uh, Ted, um, is this old still upset with me for uh, other reasons? In fairness, like, think about it for a minute. No, why would she be? Uh, it, uh, just that the last time we were face to face with each other, uh, she nearly uh, gutted me with uh, Nepenthe. Oh no, that was a while ago. You're fine. You haven't shown me a danger. Yeah, sure. Well, um, it's well, that, since uh, that she knows of. All right. If if you're sure that she's not um, still upset, then let us breakfast together. Uriah. Mm. And I just stop and put a hand on his chest to look at him. If she was upset, you wouldn't be breathing. I I assume so, but um, just wanted to check. And you I recall that I vouch for you. I do, and I appreciate it very much. Earlier, I gotta say, I've held that I've held that sword. Nepenthe is uh powerful, and for you sold to have had it. For as long as I imagine she has, I'm going to second fan on this one. You wouldn't be here. We wouldn't have even known that, uh, in my guess, we wouldn't have even known anything happened. We would just wake up. Yes, I... Maybe one less party member. So I wouldn't worry too much. But I do see where you're coming from. Yeah, I, I do think that some degree of caution would be prudent. After all, we're not quite sure if I'm under constant observation. I don't get the sense that I am. I think it's more when I'm in mortal danger and when I've spoken with that voice. Perhaps he gathers his information then. He knows what's occurred in my presence. I'm not sure. Well, we'll find out and we just have to keep you from being in mortal danger, don't we? That would be appreciated as well. 
Desmond, you said that you wanted to say something while you all were traveling. Oh, I was just filling Finn in mm. on the info we just got. Has so, no information about the handkerchief, etc. So wait. Your friend that was killed. You somehow have this handkerchief that you shouldn't, that is far more aged than it should be. Is that, is that what you're telling me? Yeah. I know her perfume. I know it was hers. I know she cried into it. No, I believe you. I just... I mean, we're yeah. already in the mist. It's, it's already strange here. And I live in the carnival. Let's discuss um, this more after breakfast. What? As you all make your way over towards the tent, um, you smell uh, there is food cooking there, Tatiana. Uh, it definitely is pleasing to um, to your senses as you approach. You all know that, again, here at the carnival, oftentimes um, luxurious items are few and far between. Uh, but there does seem to be uh, roast meat of some kind. There seems to be um, uh, fresh fruit laid out. Uh, it is very, there's some sort of a smoked uh, fish of some kind. It is clear that as good a spread as is possible has been laid out for you. If yeah. anyone's not hungry, I'll have yours. Tatiana, could you get inside the tent Please first before you start stealing your breakfast? I'm just saying for people who don't eat, maybe. it's Don't just, be just, mad at me just because I'm a hungry woman. No one said that, Tatiana, but could we get inside first? Okay, after you. It Yes, Nahara, you were going to say something? I could just... You, you're more than welcome to have my share. Done. As you all approach, you see a massive hand moves the tent flap back from inside, and Eremos steps out from underneath and stands up towering over all of you. And he seems far more reserved than usual, and he just says, Wagwan, everybody. Uh Hi, you join us to break our fast? Um, I'm going to go do uh, just a, a walk around, make sure everything's in order. I just had to check in with the boss lady first. Are you all feeling all right after your recent excursions? Yeah. Yeah. Never better. Lots of food, lots of sleep. We slayed some things. Was great time. Hermos. I didn't get to tell you, but in a battle, you, with your mall, very impressive. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, <clears throat> uh, you were most impressive as well. Um, he just sort of like looks to the left and to the right and comes down on one knee, which is still about eye to eye with Tatiana and he's very much towering over the rest of you. And he just says... I want you to know that I have still abided by our agreement. Oh. And 
Thank you. I've come to appreciate all of you in your own ways. But I would just like to remind you all that my duty is to the carnival and making sure that every tin around here stays calm and peaceful. Do you understand my meanings? Yes. Yeah, but I'm curious, Hermos. And he just kind of leans in. What happened between last night and now to where we had guards outside of our tent? I don't think we have noticed that you holding it back a little bit. What's what's happened? He turns and he just looks right at you, Brother Uriah. And he says, just taking the necessary precautions, man. As I said, I think it's probably wise. Hmm. And he just nods at all of you. And he just says, well, like I said, I got to uh, go make my rounds. And he stands up and just sort of hoists them all on his shoulder and just kind of like makes eye contact with each one of you one by one and turns and walks away. Hmm. Dantiana gave him a dirty look. <laughs> he doesn't return it. And Fen, sort of, yeah, oh, sorry. Mm -hmm. Yes, Fen. No, Fen gave him that, I got you, I'm gonna come see you later, look. Like, mm -hmm, this is weird. Me you kind of felt like maybe your eye contact lingered just a little bit longer, Finn, before he walks away. Okay. And you all are standing in front of Isolde's tent. Uh, well, I walk in, because if we talk here, she'll hear. Mm -hmm. Well, I was just going to open the flap and let you in. So. <laughs> As you all go in, uh, you do see a soul standing there, despite the image that I've put on the overlay. She is not currently brandishing the panther. Uh, it is still in its sheath, sort of um, leaned against a stool. Uh, but again, Finn, you know for certain, and the rest of you have somewhat detected, that the blade is always on her person or within easy reach. Mm -hmm. She is, however, sitting at a table that has been, that is not normally here, even when she's hosted you all before. It usually is just sort of the food is kind of on a small table and you get a plate and just sort of sit on a bale of hay or wherever you can. But it is clear, especially to you, Valentine and Desmond, with your backgrounds, that an attempt at a spread has been made. An attempt at, you know, welcoming guests is here. And she is sitting at the table, but you notice her plate is empty. Oh, um, hello. I trust we have not disturbed you too early, but by now I guess you must realize things get started when the cock crows. I'm gonna message to Tatiana and just say we never eat food that the host will not touch. Tatiana resists. <laughs> it's all just, it's telepathic links, so you're also mm -hmm. able to communicate with mm -hmm. her back, but. But mm -hmm. she gives a slight nod back. Even though it would be way more sneaky to just say yes back telepathically. <laughs> we'll just wait. This cock you speak of, is it a real mm. cock or it is a ghost cock? We were having discussion. You, you know, I'd, I'd never thought of it till this very moment. I'd, 
never seen it. It just pops up every morning unannounced. Hmm. Yes. Very strange. Well, thank you so much for uh, inviting us to breakfast. Um, or would you prefer to continue this conversation further? I'm good for now. Oh. Um, and while everyone is 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 standing around awkwardly, I could go and serve a soldier. <laughs> okay. And, and, uh, when when you when you put it in front of her, she does just sort of idly pick up a berry and and chew it, and just looks at you and smiles. As and soon as the berry touches her lips, Tatiana <laughs> looks at Valentine <laughs> and makes her way. Right. Uh there, yes, there again, there is mead, many different kinds of juices. Um, again, you all, she has seen to you before, and you felt like an effort was made to host you, but it is clearly a superior effort being made currently. You realize this is probably her private supply of salted meats, smoked fish, things of that nature. And she's like, please, um, help yourself, should it not be enough uh, we can have more sent in i'm aware that some of you have differing dietary needs than others but i've attempted to accommodate well, thank you very much you're, you're you're far too kind thank you most appreciated mm. are you are you going to eat as well more than berries i'm beginning to think some of this food might be a little tainted and i want to make sure that you know everything's on the up and up You see she looks at you for a second. All of you give me insight checks. Got even fun. Yeah. You can roll with advantage, fan. You know her. Oh, boy. Thank thanks, Desmond. Thanks. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. 15. 15. 16. Six, uh, 24. 21. 24. 21. 17. Uh, I'm going to give this to you, Valentine, because this is what you do. Uh, but Uriah, Desmond, and Fan, you also notice she very much looks at you for a moment like, did he just, but composes herself and reaches out and from your plate, picks up a piece of, of smoked fish, Desmond, and puts it in her mouth. Oh, I sh yes, I assure you, if I meant any of you harm... Poison would not be my weapon of choice. Oh yes, of course. For the those those kind of you. Yes, we are we're we're all quite reassured by this, aren't we? And Finn actually gives Desmond a look, it's like you saw me make her plate myself. <laughs> and and he looks right back and just like, look, I understand I can see it is blatant to me that a lot of effort was made to make this spread as fitting to what we request and the things that we've eaten here at the carnival thus far. That's not even remotely an issue. I'm actually honored that any of that was remembered. I think I might have mentioned in the carnival a few times my love of smoked meats. So obviously, I've piled them on my plate. And I've got two mugs of meat because meat. Just saying. <laughs> we're here. And there was nothing on her plate yet. I was just wanting to make sure that everything was copacetic and he's old didn't hate us. It is unusual. Don't most hosts usually wait until their guests have arrived to dine? 
Uh, it's unusual that the feast is here at all. And it is not for lack of appreciation that we notice the difference. Yes, uh, very, very kind of you. And uh, excellent tea, by the way. Mm. It's um, Darconian, actually. Oh. I had a small supply. Oh, yes, I, I thought it uh, familiar. A bit of the long bottom leaf, I believe. Mm, yes. Nahara yeah. will lean over to Desmond and just say, if she was going to poison us, it's very ineffective knowing that a few of us don't meet. I've been in situations where... Desmond doesn't hide it because he knows full well that mm-hmm. Isolde hears all of this. And just like, I'm just saying. I've been at a few gatherings where you invite people to your home. I understand waiting until your guests have eaten. I was just concerned. She had a plate. She ate a berry. That's, yes, I, was, yes. I, I, not, I would never assume that Isolde would try to kill us. Yeah. If anything, it's obvious that she went into her private stashes for it. Out. Yes. I'd like to just all. send a telepathic to message to Desmond specifically mm. and just be mm. like, the people who would eat the fastest, you, traditionally, and Tatiana, if someone were to knock the two of you out, we would be in grave danger, so thank you. And he sends back quietly. Appreciate that. It is settled. Isolde obviously would kill us with Nepenthe if she wished to kill us. Yes. Hey, Uriah. (laughs) She nearly killed me like that. Yes, it was. She does laugh. She does. (laughs) (laughs) We're all all having a good time. Yes. I am going to lean over and and cradle Nepenthe as everyone's laughing. Okay. Nervously. <laughs> uh, Uriah, I think you'll need some mead in your tea. Try this. And she Tati. takes the pitcher and puts it in his oh, tea. Oh, thank you. Uh, I do like mead. It's Finn, sweet. Mm-hmm. Do give me a wisdom save this time. Oh, but Nepenthe Not a check, a save. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Ooh, my dice like me today. That is a dirty 20. You, the moment you touch the blade, you feel an overwhelming compulsion that Desmond must be punished. You're able to restrain it, but Nepenthe is pissed off. Do you speak Elvish by chance? Yes. You hear in your mind, he offends our hospitality, this dirty outlander. How dare he question us? And I just, I just give Nepenthe a gentle stroke. It's all right. It's all right. I think think he's... The second Desmond hears that... Well, no, you don't hear it. Oh, I thought, I thought ben, this was like ben, I thought this was like a, a thing. Like, okay, when she touches the sword again, you are fully in control of yourself. You are just aware that although. Isolde has laughed this off and the pinth has not. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, I'm just, it looks strange probably to anyone who can't hear the conversation, but I'm just like very mm-hmm. gently like kind of petting Nepenthe, for lack of a better word, of like, it's all right, it's mm-hmm. okay, we'll be, we'll be fine. And we're having this conversation. Uh, I'd like to make an mm-hmm. insight roll to see if I notice this. Absolutely. Please do. Would it be insight, insight or perception? Uh, either. I'll give you either. 
Valentine, I will give you for free. You in particular, being a purveyor of those looks off into the distance, are quite... You don't know what the sword is saying to her. You absolutely know the sword is talking to her. And yes, Brother Uriah? Uh, with uh, insight, that is a 25. You absolutely not only clock the fact that she's communicating with the blade, that she's also trying to soothe it. You have no idea what it said, but just from the way that she is holding on to it. <laughs> so the nervous laughter that Uriah is doing, suddenly it just sort of goes up a couple of octaves, and then he just turns suddenly to his old and like, uh, So, have you wanted to see us? <clears throat> I did. I... On Finn's council, would like your assistance with something. What what could we do to help you? Of, uh, of course, you, you have my help, um, if you require it. It has recently come to my attention that there may have been alterations to my recollections. There is a name that apparently, and she turns and looks at Finn, I often repeat when I'm sleeping, but I do not know this name or why it would be important to me. The name is Zabilna. 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 Is Were you recently cursed, maybe by the death curse of a witch? Because I too have had part of my brain I cannot get to. You see, she actually kind of puts her elbow on the table and like leans forward and looks at you, uh, Tatiana. Tatiana makes eye contact while still putting smoked fish into her <laughs> mouth. <laughs> She sort of like very slowly looks you up and down and she says, Cursed. I can see multiple hands on your spirit, child. How have you run afoul of so, ab so many adversaries in so few days in the mist? Well, you see, when you are as fearsome as Tatiana... Maybe these things, they are afraid, and this is why they try and leave their marks. But I will pit my shadow. I will destroy my shadow until there's no shadow left. Right when you say that, you all see her shadow comes forward and just knocks the food off of her plate like a cat knocking things off the table. The <laughs> hand just reaches around and... You saw that, right? Yes. I'll look at Isolde and I'll just... I would like to try and help. If you'll allow. It would require she... me attempting to access your mind. She does just sort of nod slowly. And she says... After careful consideration, I have decided to allow this. However, and she does just extend a hand towards you, Finn, that you know means give me the pen. Mm -hmm. And I 
I will be bringing a guardian to ensure you, or perhaps your, hmm, shall we say, overlords, do not attempt to exert an undue amount of influence. Uh-huh. Uh, and I'll just kind of like lean back into my head and call to Tregram. <gasps> well, isn't this a delicious opportunity? It is. We've wanted to see in there before. Every day you impress me more, Valentine. I will, of course, assist in this matter. And do I have your permission to perhaps just lightly probe, maybe only about perhaps the capabilities and defenses of the carnival? I have concerns that you doing so would involve me getting beheaded. That would be problematic to the greater mission. Hmm. I will only skim the surface, shall we say. I want you to do what you did for Tatiana when you discovered the block in her mind. Hmm. If I encounter such a block, should I attempt to penetrate it? Yes, I believe we have permission to do that. Then I am prepared. And in front of you, you see the black cat hop up onto Isolde's lap. She, of course, does not react in any way because it is a mental projection of yours. But you see Tregram slides over and just sort of sits on her. Uh, As she sees the liquid begin to come down from your eyes, she's like, do you need to touch me or no relax and do your best to trust it does feel strange at first doesn't it you see she has one hand on Nepenthe's sheath again she has not drawn the weapon which begins to glow red even in the sheath and with her other hand she reaches out and holds yours Finn If this works, I would like your assistance in getting rid of the curses on Tatiana. If you can see them, surely there must be something you can do about them. I will, of course, assist you however I can. Tatiana, Desmond, might I impose upon the two of you briefly? Of course. Should this go awry I can be known to be volatile on occasion would you all please stop me from beheading Valentine in a fit of rage is she currently holding Nepenthe she's got it by the sheath and the other hand is on Finn's but that's a concern might you just set it down you know I that I mean, to Finn. if she wanted to, she could, you know, and it's gonna happen. So, and Fen, I, Fen is holding her sword in the other hand. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, perhaps I put up a hand to like stop Tregram. Solution. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna put up a stand and go. If that's a concern, 
you'll need to put the sword down. She just sort of looks down for a second and she says, I believe if Tatiana were to restrain my right arm and Desmond my left, that should give you more than enough time to escape. <laughs> I don't anticipate this, of course. I would just like to avoid finding out the hard way if we have miscalculated. As would I. I don't intend to help you at the risk of being beheaded. Well, um, perhaps we can uh, increase your chances of success. If you will allow me, Valentine, I, I can offer you uh, divine guidance, uh, which will help you, uh, not only in physical tasks, but also in mental ones. I would appreciate that. Yeah. And I would still appreciate the sword being set down. You see, she looks at it again, and you know this look, Valentine. She's interacting with it. And she says, she stands up and turns her back to you where she's not facing you and sits back down. And she's like, please proceed. I'm, I'm going to go over to her and take her left arm, I think was the one she instructed me to take. But mm -hmm. is she still holding the pen, even turned around? Yeah, but she basically, it's she would have to get up and turn and come for her now instead of just like <laughs> kill, her, kill her essentially. <laughs> when she does, she hasn't drawn the sword. She just has it by the sheath. And oh. it's still, and you notice when you hold her arm, she's not tensed or resisting you at all. Desmond, presumably you do the same? Yep. Um, I shall cast Guidance on Valentine. And I wonder if, okay. might I also cast Bless? Or will it have to be one or the other? Uh... Guidance does not require concentration, guidance, I don't think. So yes, you can, Perfect. All right. you can do both. Yes. Yep. So one, then the other. Uh, Valentine, you feel the mist from outside sort of blow in and across your skin, damp and cool. And you do feel an unusual presence. Let Ezra guide your path through the mists. And may her divine power see that you serve the cause of righteousness. Yeah, I think that. Do I hear like Trigram <sighs> screaming or anything? Immediately, he's like, "Ah, oh, it's awful." Ah. It's supposed to help. I suppose. Is she prepared? Yes. Uh Valentine. Give me perception with advantage. All right. With advantage, that's a 23. I rolled a 2 and a 19. <laughs> Love advantage. Uh, and then what do I do? I uh, add for... It's an, an extra 2. Well, I'll give you two extra d4s to this. Because okay. it is an unusual set of circumstances. Has she let go of Fen's hand? No. I mean, okay. she she sort of had to turn around and adjust where the sword is to hold your hand, but no, she she's still holding it. That's a total of 28. Valentine. As you sort of allow your mind to enter 
Isolde's mind. Immediately, it feels turbulent, like there is a storm. There are waves raging in storm clouds, and there is a red glow in all directions around you. Mm, why? Why do you do this? You are muted, ma'am. Hello? It is I, Nepenth. I protect Isold. I do not see why your meddling is necessary. Isold asked. Seems your protection is not wanted here. You see, the as you continue making your way through these clouds, you feel yourself like buffeted. <sighs> what she needs is justice. She needs retribution, not wild chases of things long forgotten. Seems like they shouldn't be forgotten. You see the faintest outline of a face appear in the clouds. Again, red and angry. So much anger for an inanimate object. I could say the same about you. Thank you. This door, it swings both ways. Should you look into her, we will see into you as well. <laughs> Good luck in there. <laughs> I don't wish that upon you. And when you say that, in midair falling slash flying next to you, you see a small black cat. Well, not everyone has as delightful companionship internally as you have, it seems. Shall I guide us forth? Yes. Hmm. Um, yes, Mr. Uh, m Mrs. M Mix, I I'm not sure. Depends. Um, <laughs> if it's all the same to you, we shall proceed. In, uh, how dare you? Yes, 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 yes. And you see Tregram pushes through the clouds, Valentine, and there is a space, and you can see up ahead a forest. I'll proceed. As you come through and sort of land, the sky above you is still turbulent, and you can hear Nepenthe raging, but it seems like it is far, far away. And you hear sobbing. Does it sound like he's old? Absolutely. I'll proceed to it. 
you enter a clearing and you see someone on their knees cradling a body. It's got Isolde's signature Aladrin ears, but you can't make out her face from behind because she's wearing a heavy helmet, armor that glows and sparkles like it's made out of starlight with a silk gossamer cape down her back that is tattered and bloodied. And on the ground next to her is a sword, a sword that you've seen before, the sword that Finn now wields. And she's like, <laughs> I'm so, I'm so <laughs> I look down to Tregrim to see how Tregrim interacts. You all are directly behind her, and the little cat looks up at you and begins to cut a wide path, essentially to go around and see without getting too close. And it uh, sort of looks back right. at you and then does the same. All right, I'll follow in a wide path. In following, once we come around from behind, does she react at all as if she can perceive us? She doesn't seem to. Understood. It's possible she doesn't see you. It's possible she's just so caught up mm -hmm. in this. I'll you follow. See, it is Isolde. She looks about the same because you're aware that as uh, an Aladrin, this could have been 200 years ago and she would look the same. And tears are pouring out of her eyes. And the body she's cradling is another Eladrin, a male, who looks just like her, with her same brown skin and proud features. But his head is rocked to the side, and in his chest is a massive wound, with blood spilling out of it. And he is laying there, as she is sobbing and rocking, holding him. Is Nepenthe anywhere to be seen? It is not. <laughs> I swear. I swear. I will get revenge. I wasn't strong enough to save you. But I will be strong enough to avenge you. I try to make a telepathic link. <laughs> You are just bombarded with visions of this having happened to her eight different times. Other Aladrin dead, dying in her arms. Every time she was just too late. Every time she swears. We will, you will be the last one that falls. We will get revenge. We will stop. And now just crushing, devastating, isolating loneliness. Is there another path ahead that's visible? When you say that, you turn, and off in the distance, 
you can hear a carnival. Fun and games and happiness. And you see a figure approaching through the woods. They are wearing a long green robe with a hood on and you cannot make out their face. And they very cautiously approach and they look at her and you swear they look at you, Valentine, right at you. And look back at her and say, Oh, my darling child, what has happened? And you see, Isolde immediately grabs the sword and goes to defend this body that she's cradling. And this person holds a hand up and says, You won't need that. And she drops it immediately. Who has done this? And this figure creeps forward and says, I sense so much sadness in you, so much loss. Come, and it puts a hand on the side of her face. And she tenses for a second, but she allows it. And she says, I can help you. I can help you put down this burden. I can help you get revenge. (laughs) And you see, it's like the tears stop immediately. And she says, you can. Yes, I can. You and I will be the best of friends. And the figure takes the body she's cradling and lays it on the ground. And takes the soul by the hands and helps her stand up. And turns and looks at you again for a second, Valentine. And says, come, 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 child, come. And you see Isolde reaches back and picks her sword up and puts it back in the sheath and sort of does kind of start to walk half stumble along with her through the woods and Tregram sort of walks up to the body of this dead Aladrin and says well who do you think this is probably the person she claims to have forgotten Perhaps. I can't shake the feeling that whoever that is somehow was aware of us, and I was not able to penetrate the mask of under the hood or whatever to see its face. Could you? No. Perhaps we should follow and see where this path leads. I'm definitely following. You notice when you look up, the red clouds of Nepenthe are rumbling violently 
but it is like they're retreating like something else some other power is pushing them back in here plumbing the unknown depths of Isolde's memory is a good place for us to take a little break we will be back in eight and a half minutes uh however I would be remiss if I did not mention our patrons here that make this possible, our Dark Lords of the Dread Domains. Thank you all so very much. Aaron Duran, Alan Zozo, Aurelia Rolf, Brian Dwyer, a.k.a. Nightsfall, Brian Kepi, Chris Lewis, the Pretzel Bear, Chris Smoot, Christopher Clindening. Clindening. Thank you, Christopher. Christopher Zedet Zednik, Craig Savage, David Bonney, Dean Nicole, Donald Scott Massey, Ducati, Philippe C., Forrest S. Moore, Grifumbly, Grizzled Viking, Joshua Lund, Just Link, Callan Rohr, Kira Snow, Kyle Garrett, Lamort Games, Michael Skidmore, Mr. Albert, Nathan Crowder, Nick Bernard, Packery 101, Project Wolfbear, Reese, Rob Bacon, Gollum Tremarco, Ronan Monkey, Rosie and Sean over at Sip Happens, Rum Soaked Chicken, Sin 7, to Queen B, to Nuck and Futz, which is Justin and Kyle Chestnut, Tracer Vision, the Undisputed Baron of Disneyland, Woody Hairless One, and Zort One. Also, those of you that owe shirts, the shirts are on their way. We did have to message some of you that we didn't have your address. So check your messages from Patreon. If you haven't heard anything, this is your message. It's on the way. Have heard. We need your address. And with that, we will be right back. Valentine. I timed this, especially when you took one last bite of food as the video was ending. Audio listeners, I'm clearly stalling. <laughs> Hands up. Actually, I'll give you a second. Meanwhile, <laughs> while Valentine is staring at Nepenthe with her eyes that glazed over white that you've come to expect, and you see... Tears streaming down Isolde's face, although otherwise she's still straight-faced. Nepenthe begins to rattle loudly in the sheath. Um, what the rest of you like to do? Um, my bless spell is only going to last for a minute as his guidance, so um, I'll basically be renewing them as necessary. How long has Valentine been under? mere moments oh okay then then i suppose it's mm -hmm. fine um Desmond, i would should we take napin from her hand i think I that think might be a good a, idea that would be inadvisable yes that is a horrible idea i'm gonna stay far from it what if i took it's... it well you might get away with that in the meantime i don't know if we should and if you can i would like to cast Identify on it. No. Why? Because she's entrusting me with Nepenthe when she's indisposed. And it no means harm a great deal will come to her. her. 
it it's could, merely to understand it. It could be seen as uh, betraying a trust uh, if we were to pry where we were not invited. While shall I wait then and ask? You ask. could ask her. Yes, I'm happy to do so. Um. Uh, Uriah. Yes. Could you do me a favor? Uh, yes, uh, of course. Unless that is a uh, favor is a blessing uh, from Ezra, because I can only maintain one of those at a time, and I really think Valentine will uh, need that more. No, nothing like that. I want you to help her. But while I'm holding Isolde's left arm, could you take that smoked fish? Oh, yes, of course. put it in my yes. mouth. Would you like it on... Um, there's a sort of a bagel-y thing here, and uh, some sort of sure. spreadable cheese. I think I could put them there. I think these are capers. I could. Uh, they'll go quite Rolled well with the up. salmon. And then uh, just a squeeze of lemon on that. Here we are. Kariah, you are a good friend. All right, and here we are. We'll just uh, uh, can get one of your... those as well, please, Brother Ryan. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> we'll, uh, just uh, there you are, Tatiana. And uh, here we are, and one for you. And we'll just put a bit of that. And uh, would you like some dill? A bit of dill on there? No, 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 yes, Nahara. I will do a Taroka deck pull on all right this whole situation with Isold uh -oh. and <laughs> her. Is this going to be as eerily accurate as it's been in the past? We like shall because, see. I mean, I'm was asked, currently, the currently deck shuffling. Has batted a thousand up until now, so I mean, of course, I. I don't want to say anything because I don't because if it's not accurate, I got to make it accurate. So I don't, <laughs> don't want to jinx it. But I will say, literally every other time, the yes. deck has been like, "This is what literally is happening." I'm like, "Oh, okay, mm -hmm. yes." Draw when you are prepared. Bishop. Bishop. Okay. <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm afraid now. If Dave can't form a sentence, something bad is about to happen. Mm -hmm. The bishop is a strict adherence to a code or a belief. Those who plot, plan, and scheme. Oh boy. Okay. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Yeah, that's very accurate. Um, <laughs> are you going to draw another one, or are you going to leave it there? Oh, I'm going to draw another one. Oh, boy. But I will message Fen. Mm -hmm. plotting, plotting and scheming. Be aware. Who? Mm -hmm. Well, we shall see. Strict adherence to I'll I'll just basically repeat what uh, strict adherence to code or a belief those who plot plan and scheme. No, oh, that does fit soul to a degree, and sometimes me. Mm -hmm. Artifact. Okay. Well, artifact. artifact. Mm -hmm. Mark. <laughs> well, I mean, we've got a very powerful <laughs> magical artifact. Right in front of us. The, just, I know. This is really the yeah. the the importance of some physical object that must be obtained, protected, or destroyed at all costs. Also, eerily freaking accurate. Yes. 
Okay. The Taroka deck, y'all. Never lies. <laughs> We're all Never hearing lies. this, yes. Uh, I mean, you are. My was... assumption is you are relaying this, correct? Yes, I am relaying this. All right, uh, because I, I have a feeling that uh, at this moment, Isolde can't hear us because she's currently. However, however, when you say this out loud, Nepenthe begins to glow brightly. It glows bright enough to cast shadows in the tent. Tatiana and Desmond, you who are touching Isolde, she doesn't tense like her muscles aren't tense, like she's clearly crying. But other than that, she seems normal. But the sword is <laughs> enough to light up the entire space after Nahara says that out loud. I mean, should that gonna be mm. any sort of indication? I'm going to try and, and just touch Nepenthe to commune with it. Not take it from his soul, but just, what can I do? When you touch the sword, you hear, Put an end to this! And then you are standing in the middle of the forest with Valentine and a little black cat. As you see Isolde in a hooded figure walking off into the distance, Valentine... Finn is just there. What do we um, see? Nothing. She touches the sword and she just sort of stops moving. Do her eyes do the, the thing that uh, Valentine's eyes are doing? They don't turn the same milky white that Valentine's do, but Valentine's Finn go clearly... Black. Oh, black, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, but clearly Finn sort of just like, well, let me just... Finn? Oh, dear. Fan is not here. However, Fan, you are there. You see the scene as described. Valentine? Uh, what are you doing here? What is she doing here? Can I see the cat? You can see the cat. You've never seen it before, but the cat's very much looking at you like, what? And I look at the cat like, you're Tregrum. <laughs> She can see me. We're in I have eyes. Um, Fen, how did you get here? I touched Nepenthe, trying to soothe the sword because it is glowing enough to light up the whole tent. And when you say that, the uh, you see the ominous red clouds, Fan, and they rumble in lightning flashes, but it doesn't come down. It is like it is being kept at bay by something. And I was here. I didn't think that would happen. Nepenthe wants you to stop. Yes, yes. Uh, that's because this is Nepenthe's fault. I, I know Nepenthe's story, but I'm afraid of what's going to happen when Isolde comes out of whatever you're doing. We came in here to free Isolde of whatever had a grasp on her. And I'm going to just take it to telepathic, even though it's probably useless here. And mm -hmm. I'm just going to say, the only way to do that is to free the grasp that Nepenthe has on her. Finn... While you hear what Valentine is saying to you, and you are aware of Isolde and some robed figure leaving, on the ground, you see this armored Aladrin man. He's beautiful. 
uh, he looks like he could be Nepen uh he could be Sol's brother, possibly even her twin. And his face is completely unmarked. He looks like he's sleeping, but the wound in his chest makes it quite clear that he is very dead. Do I notice my sword? And is my sword with me? Your sword is not with you. And you do notice the very familiar hilt at Isolde's side. And she and this figure disappear into the darkness. But you hear the sounds of a carnival up ahead. And I just, I start swearing in Elvish. This is how she became the master of the carnival. Uh, you are muted, ma'am. I hit it at the wrong time? Yeah, that's what it seemed. I saw a figure come and take her. She was, the, the person had a mask and a hooded covering what they looked the like. Collar. Huh? The collar, we have to kill him. All right. Can I'll I? I'll start moving towards the where uh, <laughs> it took us old. Yes, man. Can I call to Nepenthe to manifest where we are, or to my give? Sword? Give me a wisdom save, but give it to me with advantage. Oh boy! If y'all like me. Um, how does a shoot, what is it? How does a 16 treat me? You hold your hand out and you see the clouds brighten and flash and you feel like the weight of something forming in your hand, but it's like it can't reach you and it stops. And Tregram sort of like ducks down a little bit and she says, truly, Nepenthe is not the power in this place. What is? The one who gave her that sword. The one I wield isn't here and the one I want to wield won't come to me. Um, fan. Big fan of your work. Um, mm. I might be able to uh, assist you somewhat. I do have a not inconsiderable amount of influence over such things. Go on. And he looks at you, Valentine. With your permission, of course. Whatever gets us out of here. You see the cat just waves its paw, and in your hand, you see what looks almost like a manifested chunk of shadow, like a blade made out of shadow appears in your hand. It is almost weightless. It should be up to the task mm. of attacking any foe in this realm in which we currently find ourselves, which, just for the point of clarification, is Isolde's memories... But there's definitely something else at work here. The collar. If we can take out the collar here, maybe that will free her from Nepenthe. Great. When you Let's say try free it. her from Nepenthe, the storm rumbles again. And I look up. 
I don't mean never wield you again, but you have an unnatural bond. And I realize I'm talking, I'm yelling, literally yelling at clouds. So I, I, I carry this shadow of a weapon and nod to Valentine to lead us. I'll head in the direction in which I saw them take Isolde. As you all move forward in through the woods, after just a little while, you see the woods begin to open up and they are it is a wonderful place the the trees are full and bright um there is fruit on a number of them there are uh squirrels running happily along um the the branches you realize both tatiana and desmond would love it here it is for you, Finn, having spent so much time in the mist, it is almost off-putting how vibrant and lush this area is. For you, Valentine, you'd almost forgotten it. Like when, after a long drought, it rains and you forget just how green the world is. The, the dull gray of the mist had begun to become common, so much so that you'd like, this is not just normal this is extra vibrant like what desmond described that he saw when he touched the bell this is a wondrous place wondrous things concern me i cast mage armor <laughs> as you all come up ahead you see um a carnival but you both immediately recognize it's not your carnival it is a kaleidoscope of tents and wagons uh in all manner of fey creatures are walking around uh, elves a ladrin um uh, odd bipedal rabbits like what that you've never seen before like tatiana mentioned uh but there's boggins sprites fairies all sorts of things just happily cavorting through here and you see a sold. She's wearing a brightly colored uniform and she is standing in the middle of it directing things and she's just like, ah, no, no, no. We have to keep the trolls away from the goblins. Otherwise, they get eaten. And that's how you get multi-limbed trolls. Is that what you want? Because they start to consume each other and things get very much out of hand. I shouldn't have to explain this again. And a small creature that looks like an owl with eyes almost the size of its entire head standing in front of her. <laughs> oh, sorry, Lady Isolde. Um, they get so insistent, you know. I shall see to it personally. Yes, please do, please do. Ah, this place, this place, I just... Mm. And you see then, as she... Sorry. I'll be right back. Go and I'm going to bolt back to where we came from real quick. Okay. You, just... It feels like it takes you an odd amount of time to run, but you get back to that clearing, and that Eladrin is still laying there dead. I'd like to, to grab him and carry him to the, drag him specifically to the carnival. 
it will take you some time because he was very large and you were very small. I will but, ask uh, for Tregrim's help. It, oh, I'm more of a thinker than, you know, power. That's what you need Tatiana for. But I, I will do my best. And he does, like, bite onto the shoulder. It's like pulling with you as you are dragging this person back. Meanwhile, Finn, while she goes, what are you doing? I want to run up to Isolde, but something stops me. Mm -hmm. Because in these memories, she wouldn't know me yet. She would not. I approach. Pardon me. Uh, you're going to approach Isold? I am, but I'm going to act as if I'm just lost. As you start making your way towards her, you see her fists clench. And again, you know her legendarily volatile temper. Finn. She's mm -hmm. about to have an episode. Meanwhile, you all in the tent do feel her tense up. Her muscles begin to tighten as if she's about to start moving. Desmond and Tatiana, you very much feel her arms under your grasp. Mm -hmm. And the veins start to pop out on her head like she's getting very upset. The tears are being replaced with rage. And I just look up. Uh, I don't know what's happening in there, but it's she's getting a little perturbed, and I just kind of like tighten my grip. Um, All we can do is keep holding and trust Valentine. True indeed. Someone hold Finn so maybe she doesn't fall down. Oh yes. Hmm. Uh, have, uh, Nahar, yes. Oh, yes. Have Go either ahead. of the yes. have either of the spells elapsed yet? I would say you're probably through the second casting of it. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yes, Nahara. I would like to do one more deck pull. All right. As to, and I don't say this out loud, and it will be, what is the best way to approach this situation okay. with All right. the pens? Okay. Okay. soldier all right hold on yo this uh, this is <laughs> i'm gonna put this down i'm i'm, I'm like if, if, at what point is it beyond a again again i realize it's symbolic but this is like 12 15 times in a row that it's been like directly uh right uh the soldier card is war and sacrifice the stamina to endure great hardships oh great well and i say this internally to myself that seems to be par for the course for all of us this entire time um and can i just cast protection from evil on uh isolde at this point Absolutely. Just to see if anything happens. When you touch her and cast protection from evil, Finn, you there in the carnival, as you're walking up to her, she just disappears. In the tent, you all see 
she snaps her eyes open and Finn and Valentine don't. Finn and Valentine, as you are dragging this corpse towards the carnival, Valentine, you see Finn and you both hear a voice say, well, what do you intend to do with that child? I hear it too. You hear it too, Finn. And you were far from Valentine, and yet you're now right there. You see her with the body, and you're right there as well. Why Why do you have a dead Eladrin? Oh, this is this old dead Eladrin. Semantics. That's the reason I have it. Him? It would be worse if it was a random dead guy. What? 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 Why Did do you, you have... intend to do with it? Yes. And this is the, like, in physical form, what can we see here? Nothing until you start looking for it and then a person appears. I apologize. I wasn't sure if I should reveal myself just yet, Valentine Finn. Hello. Who are you? I'm Zabilna. Pardon? I am Zabilna. What business well. do you have here? Hmm, I believe I should say you first, because I was actually here for these events. It is you two that are interlopers. What did you do to his souls? Hmm, I helped free her from her burdens. I gave her direction. I gave her purpose. And do you know what she did in return? She shackled to the carnival and the prince. That's what. Well, she asked to leave. And can you imagine? Look at this wondrous place. Would you want to depart such grand environs in exchange for that dusty old thing she now heads up trapped in the mist depends on what bargain and lie was offered well speaking of bargains and lies it just so happens you all have arrived at a fortuitous moment it seems I myself am in, in need of some assistance, and you yourself are in need of some assistance as well, both you, Finn, and you, Valentine. I'm gonna like message telepathically to Finn, just so we can connect and talk. Mm -hmm. yes. Fight? I was about to. Yes, I do have this lovely shadow blade. Three, two, two, one, one, and I pop dread form <laughs> and hold my sword up to dude's neck. Uh, and I'll cast, uh, I'll cast fear. 
Uh, okay. Uh, what's the save on your fear currently? Uh, wisdom save of 14. Okay. Okay. Uh, you activate fear, dread form, the blade comes out and goes to her throat, and she just looks down at the sword and looks down at you, and she says, I'm not sure that this would have helped in the best of times, but I especially don't know how damaging a figment of a memory in someone else's mind would play out, but you're welcome to try. Even I don't know. And she does, like, lift her head to bare her throat to you. I, I instead of, instead of using the sword, mm -hmm. I'm guessing that Zabilna feels real and seems real, correct? There does, she feels as real as Valentine does. Yeah, I mean, when you put the blade to her throat, something's there. I'm gonna go for a bite instead. She does not move as you sink your fangs into her. Give me a wisdom save, Finn. Oh, dear. Question, B Dave. When I did. Meanwhile, yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 sure, Brother Ryan. When I did the mm -hmm. second casting have, with Fen out as well, I probably, because I can affect up to three creatures, I probably would have included mm -hmm. her in the blessed spell as well. Just That's, that is fine. Cool. Meanwhile, in the tent, <laughs> Isolde is. <gasps> are you you or are you the sword? Yes, did. Was it successful? And she turns and looks at Valentine, whose eyes are still black, and Finn, who is now not moving. What have they done? We're not sure. Well, they're in your mind. How are you? How are you here? I don't know, and I don't know how to get back. It's and she looks at Desmond and Tatiana, and she's like, "I assure you, I am in possession of my wits. Thank you." I reluctantly and slowly release my grasp and step a little away. Like before she, she says does. anything, Desmond leads in really close and just like, I greatly and deeply apologize if I've offended you earlier. I just have a bit of protective, a little bit of protective behavior against my, my team. Sorry. She just looks at you and nods and you realize she notices that there's tears on her face and she's like, uh, I understand. I too would do anything for those under my protection. And, and she looks at the fact that Finn is holding, touching the edge of his soul, even though the hilt is, the sheath is still in her hand. And she's like, I have no mind for these matters. If I remove the sword, it might disrupt things, but I don't know if that is good or bad. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, could I try an insight roll to see what... Would that help it anyway? You could try. Yeah, no. Actually, it'd, be more, it'd be more arcana, honestly. Arcana? Uh, oh. 17 on your wisdom. I got it. Mm -hmm. Certainly not. I'm giving you guidance on that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. Ooh, okay. So that's not too bad. Uh, and guidance, I'll add a d4. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. It is a total of 18. You think, Brother Uriah. You do not know. You think. When Isolde was physically in distress, she had physical symptoms. When, when Isolde was in distress, she had physical symptoms. 
neither Valentine nor Finn seem like they're in distress right now. Um, you you were suffering um some sort of a psychosomatic effect. Uh, it seems that the two of them are stable for the moment. Perhaps we should only intervene if they seem they are in danger. If they are still within your mind, perhaps it is not, well, obviously not your conscious mind, but uh, rather what dwells beneath it. You see, she reaches out and she touches Finn's face and she says, I cannot lose her, especially not while attempting to aid me, but I will heed your counsel for the moment. She does not seem to be in peril, but should she be, we will intervene however we must. Perhaps you should um, try to uh, clear your mind, as it were, to uh, just relax. I'm not sure if you can get back into that trance, but maybe you could uh, try to drift off into a little nap or something. I'm not... <laughs> We, Aladrin, do not sleep as such. We only meditate. And I can attempt to rejoin them. Yes, meditation seems as good an idea as any. What was it that broke your contact? I don't know. I just... was back. Yes, very strange. I th think we should trust... Valentine knows. She's been in many minds. Uh, give Does... me perception with advantage, Brother Uriah. And yes, Nahara. Does Nahara know that her protection from evil was knocked her out? You don't know, but the second you did it, she snapped out of it. Like, instantly. Uh, I'll message Uriah. And, and uh, the high, he's probably coming to that conclusion because the higher of his perceptions was a 24. Like, I and then what does Nahara say in his mind? Uriah, ah, uh, I, I, I cast protection from evil on, on Isolde and snapped out of it. That may have been um, in the era. Um, do, with that perception roll, do I? I just realized that she did do it. Not. I would say you, you know what perception from evil looks like, and kind of put. To, you're like, oh, 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 oh. okay. <laughs> yes, I'm. I didn't think our friends would be lost in there still. Uh, I'm not quite sure um, how that will work. Um, of course, if I were to cast protection from evil, I would be invoking the protection of Ezra. But if if you cast protection against good and evil, you're actually calling upon the power of Aslan Rex. Shh. Oh no. Meanwhile, back inside, <laughs> Finn, you. Sink your fangs into her neck. And the sensation can best be described as confusing. You simultaneously sense extreme power. But under many layers, it is almost like her blood has been filtered through something, filtered through something, filtered through something, filtered through Isolde's conception of her. It doesn't really give you any nourishment as something, but who or whatever this is, is extremely powerful. Does she push, push me off of, of biting her? Nope. And when you do bite her, she goes, oh, I can feel 
pain, although it's not altogether unpleasant. Have you learned what you need to know, Finn? Of course, I can't answer because my mouth is clamped around her. I drink for a couple more minutes and I pull away. I'm like, I just glare at her. Look, I believe our time will draw nigh. I'm not sure what your friends might be working on right now. Nahara in particular is quite clever. Help me and I will give you back Nika and he sold. What do you mean, help uh, you? I've gotten your attention. Only for his <laughs> souls. What is it you want? It seems, despite my best efforts, that I have been hmm, captured, in a manner of speaking. I have had no success in getting a word out to anyone else until you all stumbled upon this fragment of myself that is always with Isolde. I must speak quickly. I do not know how much longer we have. The last time I saw Isolde is when she left with the Shadarkai Carnival, and Mr. Witch and Mr. Light remained behind with this one. For a number of reasons, I thought it was prudent if Isolde should misplace certain memories about me and our time together. Apparently, I was not as thorough as I would have liked. Help me out of my predicament and I will help her out of hers. I can sense you all almost understand the truth of her situation, but don't quite have it. Oh, and I'm not the caller. Although I can help you find the caller, which I think might be of interest to Isolde. Hmm. And I look at Valentine. I don't know who any of these people are, honestly. I know sure? who the caller is. If you say the caller is the answer, then... Let's find the caller. I feel like we're going to run into the same issue we've run into here, though, of attempting to kill them might do nothing. Um, and she <sighs> motions, and you all see the carnival that you can see there, which is a different carnival than the one you all are accustomed to, gives way to a vision of a town on a seaside. It is on a rocky outcropping. It seems gloomy and desolate and surrounded by mist. And outside, on the edges, in a grove, you see Nika walking. Valentine. She looks slightly downtrodden and lost in thought as she's walking through these trees. And she says, well, she doesn't say, Zabilna says, I understand that in the mist, everyone wants something. Everything is a trick. Everything is a deception. And things aren't so different in the Feywild. But I will pay whatever cost is necessary to extricate myself. There, go to the place you call Mordant. You will find your friend. You will be able to speak with her. 
I will help you ultimately release her from the predicament she finds herself in. Look for her. <sighs> well, wait a second. Before I tell you where to look for her, what assurances that I have that you will help me? You haven't told us even where you are. <sighs> That's the problem. I don't quite know myself. I don't quite know by what power I have been constrained, or I assure you I would have made sure the proper preparations and contingencies were in place. I would do anything to get Nika back. If <clears throat> you say that you can help, then you have my word that I'll assist you. I will not promise anyone else's hand in this, but my own. Then we have an accord. You can find your Nika outside the city of Mordentshire in the domain of Mordent. You will find that when you retrieve her that what I have told you is true. You will only have begun to understand the true scope of her predicament, not solved it. But I have the power to do so. And Finn, when you see Isolde, tell her that Zabilna said, and you all are back in the tent. You all see both Finn and Valentine. <laughs> do Back. do I draw either my own weapon or Nepenthe and in the act of waking up? Nope. You have control of your faculties. I meant more of Valentine. a reflex because my hand is on Nepenthe. I will let you decide if that is the reflex that you would happen when you snap out of it. But Tatsun is gonna say something first. Yes, uh, Valentine, are you all right? I'm I'm holding her by the shoulders. Ye yes, but there was more information. We didn't get it. What information? Yes. What did you? Are you all right? You see, she embraces Finn, but she looks at Isolde. Looks at you with genuine concern in her eyes. Valentine, you were not harmed, were you? No. I. Thank you. I, as I said, owe you. But yes, what were you able to divine from this? I came to quickly. I don't know why, and I have no recollection of what just happened. I just know that you reached out towards me, and there was nothing, and then I was awake again. I looked to Fen, be like, this is maybe better coming from you. And I've, I've actually halfway drawn the pen, just like not fully back to myself yet. When you draw Nepenthe, even partially pull it out of the sheath, in your mind, in Elvish, you hear, yes, yes, put an end to all of this. It is a needless distraction. Do not let that dead thing mislead and distract Isolde from her mission, our mission, death to the caller, revenge for our family. And I, I slowly let go, and I, I just will find the caller as I let go. Who is the caller? Oh, I didn't say that out loud. I just said it to the sword. Well, so, no, yeah. I didn't. <laughs> Since yeah, Fen was kind that, of that was, quiet please, please. when I was gesturing for her to speak up, I'm just going to look at Isolde and say... Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, message it to her telepathically and say, 
that sword has more power over you than you over it. She looks down at it and she looks at you and replies mentally that she's like, I have come to suspect this, yes, but I will require such power if I am to have my revenge. I suspect you saw that my own strength was inadequate, but perhaps with Nepenthe, I will be up to the task. I would like to do something. I would like to use a minor illusion uh, to try and kind of recreate the scene in which I saw between her and the man of him holding her in front of her. I was almost like a, just like an image of it. You all see when she summons this small illusion. Isolde falls to her knees in front of it, so much so that the sheath that has Nepenthe in it clatters to the ground. I kick it away. You've seen his face. I was afraid that I'd forgotten it. I'm sorry. This this was my brother, Trinzion. This is the last of us. You suffered a lot. You saw a lot of death. And a lot of loss. And there are people who took advantage of your weakness at the time. In your time of need. Take it away, please. Put it down. What else did you see? The other carnival. Finn, did you see it as well? Did you... Did you look upon my brother? Yes. You should have seen him in life. He was glorious. He was so strong. He was so charming. He he could tell a story that would cause the greatest of enemies to lay down their blades. He was my superior in every way. I just kneel and, and pull Nepenthe into my arms. And I just look at the others kind of like, you should know things. You pulled Nepenthe into your arms? Or I'm sorry, it's sold. It's sold. Okay. Because <laughs> Valentine, you said that you kicked, yeah. you kicked yeah, Nepenthe away. Kick I did. Um, I, after what Nepenthe said to me, I'm actually a little afraid to touch it again. But I pull his soul into my arms. She just sobs. She breaks down in a way that she never has in front of you, Finn. And definitely not in front of strangers. Just shoulder shaking, hugging you. Perhaps perhaps we should leave them uh, alone. I I think privacy might be called for. You're right. When you say that Tatiana's gone, she does not like saying weakness. Oh, do you do you call her weak? No, this is in her head. I presumably this is Tatiana's sense, correct? Right. Uh, I am. Oh yes, Nahara. No, no, please. If everybody is on their way out, 
I'm going to be mm-hmm. the last one, and I do want to cast Identify on the sword. Absolutely. You <sighs> reach down and, yeah, being honestly, you don't even need to touch it with your hand. You could brush it with your foot. Uh, and after a moment, Identify will let you know um, certain facts about an item. Um, when you touch Nepenthe, even for a moment, you become aware of a couple of things, all that just sort of rush through you all at once. This sword is very much sentient. It is always listening and watching, and it has been listening and watching all of you. It is obsessed with revenge, with vengeance, with finding whoever killed Isolde's family. And you hear, does Nahara speak Elvish by chance? Uh, She does not. You hear voices pleading, dying, and you hear Isolde's name spoken with this strange accent. Isolde! 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 All just essentially hearing these people die over and over and over again, and all that it wants is revenge. And you get a glimpse of an old half-ogre, an old half-ogre wandering and finding his way to the carnival. And he's sick and he's dying at the end of his life. And he's holding on to this sword. He's like, I done what I could for you. I think this place will be good. I think you'll find some purpose. And the ogre dies and the panth clatters to the ground. And you see a scene of people standing around giving a very impromptu memorial before they set his body on fire with the sword laying across his chest and he burns down to ashes and the sword is still sitting there in the ashes and you see Sol Dan Eremos standing there looking at the sword in the ashes well mom he never let that ting leave his side I don't think it's probably not right to bury it or just leave it out here Yes. I suppose I could wield it. It is a formidable weapon. It would be difficult to ignore. Yeah, man. I think he would have liked that. And when she reaches out and touch it, there's a flash of light, Nahara. And you're back. Hara, are you are you all right? 
we have, we have to go. And I, I pull uh, Uriah out of the tent. Mm-hmm. What, what, what is it? Pre- presumably everyone but Finn leaves the tent, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Perfect. Yes, did you all make your way out? What is that? What is it, Nara? That sword. Yes? That sword, it, it belonged to... Uh, I saw a, a half-ogre who was sickly and, and dying, and he did. I, told, I saw his death and his, his burial, and, and, and Eremos was there, and, and he sold. And, and that's how she came into contact with Nepenthe, but it's it's out for vengeance, it's out for blood, it won't stop. Uh, it won't stop until until Isol gets vengeance and, for her family. And Amos was there, you say? Yes. Perhaps perhaps we could question him further about uh, this. If he was there, he'll he'll know more of, more of the story. Maybe. Maybe, but whatever that thing is, and then from from the cards I pulled, I don't it's it's dangerous, and I don't I don't trust it. Very well. Uh, we should probably inform the others of this. Yes. Valentine. Valentine, as you are departing, you hear Tregrum. Valentine. When you touch the blade, it attempted to make contact. When I just kicked it aside? Yes, apparently it doesn't require much. (laughs) Um, Based on our previous interactions, when I took the mm, initiative to negotiate, you seemed displeased with this, so I felt that perhaps I should consult you before I established any form of dialogue with the weapon. What need do you have for dialogue with the weapon itself? Hmm. Well, you know, all knowledge is power, of course, in any weapon, if there is a way to either utilize it to our greater ends, or protect ourselves from it is, of course, always going to be of interest. I have not done so yet. Uh, But apparently I could. (laughs) Do it. Hmm. I will return shortly. Report back when you have something. Absolutely. In Valentine, that is when you notice Nahara very much pull Brother Uriah sort of a little bit faster out of the tent as you all are departing. Nahara, are you okay? Um, We've got some um, information that uh, Nahara has uh, gleaned. Everyone is doing messaging and very sneaky, not talking out loud. I'll send a message to Tatiana that just says, I saw the bunny. It says hello. I get why it's a secret. <laughs> Nahara? I don't know if this is the place. Yeah, it's, it's walk Perhaps. and talk. Let's do a walk and talk. Yes. 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 And we could exchange the things that we've seen. 
you all know uh, Nepenthe's tent is on the absolute outskirts of the carnival. So much so, in a strange way, it is almost like you can only even find it when she wants you to. So it is only a few feet walk before you all um, feel like you are relatively secluded. There is nothing but trees and the mist beyond them. I don't know how we kill a sword. I don't know either, but it's dangerous. Yes. And the, and between the deck poles and between what I saw and I... From the brief glimpse of what you showed us, Valentine. I fear this sword might be... It, it, any sort of vengeance like that must be consuming. I don't know that it's... I understand, and I am sorry for what Isold has gone through. But I don't know that this sword will do more harm to her than good. Yes. Well, um, I mean, it's theoretically possible uh, for me to invoke divine power and, and break a curse, but this seems to be an artifact of true astounding power, and I'm not sure if I'm up to it. I want to know who this half-ogre that this sword belonged to, who was this person? Well, if, if Elmos was there, as you say, in the vision, uh, if the vision is true, then he might know the identity of this uh, half-ogre, as you say. Maybe. Valentina, what did you see when you were inside her mind? Oh. I mean, aside from the vision of her brother, we all saw that. It's very sad. A lot. I mean, I... From her being taken into the carnival to the red clouds Nepenthe has there that is supposedly protecting her from getting distracted with memories... This, uh, this half-ogre that you saw, uh, Nahara, was he under the same sort of compulsion that uh, this old seems to be? I'm not sure if it was compulsion, but I knew that, that he was dying. Hmm. And I just fear that whatever this sword does, I don't want it to be... I don't know if, if the sword had that effect on it, if that's going too far or assuming too much. No, but I know exactly what this sword wants and what it does. Oh, Tatiana. I have... You had... That's right. Go on. Yes. Well, when you had... Was that an axe or a sword that you had... Uh... It is axe. You remember. It was yes, the axe of... The... When you had the axe. The warlord's axe, yes. Yes. How did that affect how you felt and your thoughts? It is everything. When you wield something with such power, all you want is to destroy and make things bleed and suffer, but for good reason. Well, sometimes. Sorry about that one time, Nahara. Yes, no, but it's strong no, influence. It is not Isolde. It is not Penth that is causing this struggle. Yes, and, and moreover, 
the axe of the warlord. It seemed to be focused only on random and wanton destruction, but Nepenthe does seem to have a very clear purpose in its mind, yes. Which I think is bad, you know, uh, random pain causing, that's kind of, it's not as bad because it really isn't picking enemies. Anyway, I, I miss my ex. Sorry, I got off topic. Uh, what do swords hate most? Well, um, this one seems to hate whatever is called, uh, what was it again? Uh, it has a foe. Yes, Isol screamed it in my face. Uh, the, the caller. The caller. Yes. Oh. Who do you suppose that is? I don't know. While they're talking, I'd just like to kind of like pull Desmond aside and kind of usher him towards the um, booth where we get the uh, figures. That's a great idea. Um, I'll head over. I'll just... I saw Nika. What? There was somebody in his old's head. Zabilna. I, I don't know what their deal is, but they said that if I would help them, they would help me to free Nika. She was wandering in a, a distance and she showed me where she was. If we take the piece of cloth that I gave to Nahara, we can get there, and this person will help us get her free. So that means that Nika's trapped. And we have to help this random stranger who somehow has power here in some way. The mists are strange, but they definitely have more power here than we do. And I'll do anything it takes. But if Zabilna will help her get out of Mortonshire, then they can ask anything they want of me. I, I, this is our chance. We have to go. Well, that was guaranteed. There wasn't really a, an option. Going was never really the question. Uh, I'm just trying to grasp the level of problem we're going to have when we get there. All I know is that she's there and she's trapped. The person who offered to help's name is Zabilna. I know that in some capacity, Strahd has a hand in this, in somehow, on Nika, but I I don't know in what way. We're heading to Mordenshire in the domain of Mordent. Right. And we already have a piece to get there. Also true. I'm just still just trying to come to terms with the idea that we are helping someone who has some kind of power at the carnival. And I like his soul thus far. So I'm concerned a bit about doing something that may, like we don't know how this is going to affect here. So I don't know. I mean, obviously, we got to do it, but I'm hoping this ends nicely. I don't. I can't lie to you that I don't. 
I don't care what happens here. If Good she's point. free, I can't care. I'm sorry. No, you have nothing to apologize for. I just know that I... Something my dad taught me when I was younger. Consider your actions in the city that you live or the city that you reside. Since we've come to the mists, this is the closest thing to our city or a city that we can come to regularly, a place where we can relax, a place where we can have a drink, a place where we can get served delicious foods. Uh, I don't think our fathers would have gotten along very well. Something gives me the distinct possibility of that, but my father was trying to train me to be the next king. So, yeah, there's that. But again, I'm not gonna not do it. Obviously, we're we're getting Nika out. That's not a question. Just, just consideration. Thank you, Tasman. No, thank you. How did you how, how did you even get that handkerchief? She she came to me in a vision and she handed it to me. Nothing here makes sense. I'm telling you. Five years does not do that to anything. No. No, it doesn't. Let's go. And then Desmond just takes her and walks toward the booth. Meanwhile, in the tent, it seems like hours, but in reality, it's probably only about a minute minute and a half that he sold just sobs with Nepantling on the floor there until she finally pulls her head back and she says sorry Finn I do not wish you to see me in such a state you know you never have to apologize for this you've seen me worse I'm supposed to be stronger than this <laughs> The strongest of us need to have a moment, whether it's once a year or five years. You loved your brother. I love them all. I know, but... Yes, I, I loved him the most. And you didn't expect to see that. You're allowed to have a moment. I... It's so strange that I'm so happy to see his face again. And yet it's a scene I wish never to see repeated. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, it does. I know that pain all too well. Was there anything else? Did you discover anything about whoever Zabilna is. They... They promised both Valentine and I something if we'd help them escape. Wherever they are and they don't know and they promised Valentine to get their friend back, Nika. And showed us where she walks. Lost in the mess. What did she promise you? 
the power to do whatever I needed to in order to keep you safe. Finn, I've already lost so much. I cannot lose you too. I won't. I won't put you through that pain again. I'd rather slit my own throat than do that to you. Finn, give me perception with advantage. Huzzah. So since I get it anyway, oh. can I roll three dice? No, just normal advantage is fine. I forget. You you don't miss much. And somehow you still find a way to, which is very impressive. Wow, the shade, Dave, the shade. <laughs> Not shading you, I'm shading the chance cubes. Um, well, I still got a uh, 16. It takes a second for you to notice, especially with everything else that's going on. But this is probably the longest you've ever seen her go without touching the pinth, especially usually the only emotion you see out of her is anger or passion. Um, but it's never far away and always in her hand when she's upset. And yet she hasn't touched it and didn't really seem to notice when it clattered to the ground. I glance over to it and I also reach back to see if the sword she gave me is back where it should be. Very much in its sheath. I don't want to touch Nepenthe, mm -hmm. but I also don't want her to touch it. Mm -hmm. um, is Nepenthe glowing or doing anything? Glowing just a little, not as like shadow casting brightness as it was before, but it's, there is definitely a red sort of ambience around it. I just nudge it with my foot. Well, if we're still on the ground, whenever we get up, I will mm -hmm. kind of nudge it aside with my foot. As you sort of slide it, just rage echoes through your mind in Elvish of all manner of swearing and curses for the split second you touch it, and then it stops. And Fen actually, like, blanches at that. doesn't seem to notice. She still very much is trying to collect herself before she exits the tent. She doesn't want anyone to see her. She's like, ah, my eyes are puffy like a child's. I, uh, I tug her by the hand. It's like, sit down. I'll, I'll take care of you. Now I like, get a cold cloth and kind of wipe her face down and she does and after uh, just a moment or two she's like we should assemble your friends I need to give them my thanks alright and thank you you're welcome but you know you never have to say that to me yes but the ones that claim not to need to hear things are often the ones that need to hear it the most Oh, just, mm. I just give her a kiss on the forehead. I'm like, oh, you see through me like a fine crystal goblet. <laughs> it has been a trying day. Please permit me this one tiny victory. As you wish. And she does take your hand and lead you out, where Brother Uriah, you, Nahara, and Tatiana are right there, and Valentine and Desmond have not made it far. A forge! That is what a sword ha 
Hello. Oh, oh hello. <laughs> Hi. Hello. Why do um, you all look suspicious? Hmm? It's not suspicion. We've all just witnessed something very difficult and confusing and troubling. Yes, it's awkward. Concern as well. Are, are you all right then? No. I'm sorry. He sold. Does just sort of nod slowly for a moment, and she says. I apologize for the distress that I may have caused any of you, and, and I appreciate your assistance in this matter, and of course, might I hope that I can rely on your discretion. Of course. Just grateful no one was beheaded. <sighs> you need to apologize. You notice when you say beheaded, she sort of laughs for a moment and reaches down for Nepanth and realizes she's not carrying it. And she just says, oh, that's unusual. And that is a good place for us to stop. Because elsewhere in the mist, two old friends are continuing to catch up with one another. And here, having been unwillingly plucked into the throne room of Barovia. The gauntlet thrown down. Do you want open conflict with an adversary the likes of which of Strahd von Zarovich? How does King Aslan Rex respond? Oh. <laughs> you... You do amuse me, Von Zarevich. You think of us as two generals poised on either side of a battlefield. <laughs> Your perspective is so very limited. But mine is not. Not anymore. I have stepped back and can see not only the board but the room we were playing in. I know the nature of this place now. It's true nature. Conflict with you <laughs> might be an amusing distraction, but it does not meet my goals. Perhaps I do vex you, but I assure you, it is not my true objective. Still, it must have been so disconcerting to have Nahara snatched away from you in such a fashion. Yes, yes, I can see that it was. She accepted my mark freely and of her own will. How galling that she would never choose you. You don't want war. But there is nothing else. 
the fierce and proud control of bloody conflict is the nature of this place. These, these shoals, these skerries of dream, these islands in the mist that we call domains. This was created for conflict. You cannot refuse it no matter how much you wish. But I can see that you are smart enough, wise enough, perhaps to regret your badly chosen words. So, yes, I am vexed. You have touched me to the quick. And now I have little option but to make you my new hobby. Oh, so, you still play the game. You are still content to dance upon strings for their amusement. Not me, not anymore. If conflict with you is unavoidable, then I shall move through you. I shall move through you to reach my true objective. Let me speak even more plainly then, old friend. If you continue to deny me what I want, then you leave me with no option. So, if that is how it is to be, very well. So be it. I see that you do not understand something. She is not mine. She is her own. Because I understood that. Understood what you never could. That is why I have her. It is early in the game, dear friend, so early. But the first moves of pawns on the board. And you may call it a room or a rose if you like, but it's still a game. You cannot ever be sure, as you well know, whether you act on your own behalf or theirs. You might well be playing their game, even as you think you are free and you are possessed of just enough hubris to make that mistake. I tire of this. I have not given you leave to go, but I have business. Boronika waits, so be gone. And with that, Aslan Rex banished back to his own kingdom in the mist.
two old friends prepare for war. And that is a good place for us to stop. Thank you.